Hot diggity dog, it's time for another Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl, and welcome into this Tuesday, the eve before the eve of Thanksgiving. And get that turkey, get a, a cooking, and all that if you haven't already started your meal or make plans. Maybe, like me, you, you need to find a good Thanksgiving spot. But regardless, we're just hours away from Thanksgiving 2018 and all the fun that that provides, including some football to be watched come Turkey Day. So we'll we'll get into that a little later. But right now on the Y'all Show, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that. Our number is 803-816-1170. And you can find us on our website, y'all.com. And our Twitter account is Y'all Show on Twitter. Just simply go to at Y'all Show. Or email us, y'all show at y'all.com. Making it so, so easy for you to reach out to us here at the show that's all about Dixie, the 16 southern states where y'all is hip. That's what we do here on the Y'all Show each and every day. Coming up on today's show in hour two, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue dropping by for another sensational report. And I'm going to try to get him to talk a little turkey and how turkeys and grilling go together. So that's ahead in hour two. Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, coming up. And we'll also look at our sports lanyap for the hour to get up and go for the start of that. And we'll take a look around not only the NFL, man, what a crazy game on Monday night football last night between the Rams and Chiefs and the Rams prevail. We'll have info on that high octane matchup there in Tinseltown. We'll look at the college football news and note some wacky stuff going on from Bevo being banned at KU this weekend to other players on the college football scene getting in trouble for flirting on the sidelines before a college football game and getting in trouble for that, to we have the playoff bracket. It's been announced right here on the Y'all Show. We'll tell you about it. Uh, no, it's not the BCS or whatever it's called now. F, what is it? College football play CFP. See, I'm going way back here to BCS. It, it's not the college football playoff bracket. It is the FCS 1AA championship bracket. And we've got a bunch of games going on this Saturday across FCS football. We'll tell you the bracket for round one later this show. So you don't want to miss it. Here in hour one, we'll continue to look across the headlines of the South. Man, we've got some, some good stuff to share with you here and some sad stuff. Believe it or not, a World War II pilot was in a plane on Monday and was taking a joyride, and it crashed, and he died in Texas. We'll tell you about that sad story. Now, on the other side of that, another World War II veteran in Kentucky was honored in the State House of Kentucky on Monday by the nation of France for his incredible heroism in France during World War II. So we'll have both of the greatest generation stories coming up for you in just a second on our headlines around the region. And before we get out of here this hour, we'll have our Y'all Political Spotlight we're going to hear from the newly elected governor of the state of Georgia, Governor-elect Brian Kemp. He's done his first interview since he has been picked, and, and Stacey Abrams has so-called conceded to him the governor's race in Georgia. He did this with Brian Kilmeade of the Fox News Channel, and we've got that interview coming up. We'll also hear, leading into the interview, what Stacey Abrams said about the 2018 governor's election in the state of Georgia. We'll have info on that, plus President Trump's heading to Mississippi for a couple of stops to help Cindy Smith and her effort to be elected senator in the state of Mississippi as they have a special runoff going on next week. We've got info on that. And also in the state of North Carolina, 
there will no longer be a supermajority in the North Carolina legislature. We'll tell you about that in our political spotlight later this hour. And we start this hour's headlines off in Asheville, North Carolina, where the Asheville Wardoff School has been hit by a chicken pox outbreak. At least 36 students at the school with a heavy anti-vaccine population have been sickened following an outbreak of the chicken pox virus. And Buncombe County Health and Human Services officials are trying to get to the root of the problem. Health officials warned that the best way to prevent becoming infected with the virus is to be fully immunized. Dr. Jennifer Mullendore, the county medical director, said that she wants to be clear. Vaccination is the best protection from chickenpox. Two, vo- two doses of varicella vaccine can offer significant protection against childhood chickenpox and shingles as an adult. Now, this is a private school, and it has one of the highest vaccination religious exemption rates in North Carolina. So uh, I've had ch- chicken pox, evidently. I don't remember getting it as a kid, but I'll tell you what. Just a few months ago, I had an outbreak of shingles for the first time in my life. And they say that is something that happens in adulthood from when you have chicken pox as a kid. And it hurt. It, it's, if you've ever had chicken pox, I don't know how to, or shingles rather, I don't know how to describe it other than it's kind of a combination of a bee sting meets a sunburn pain. Just a deep, hurting pain that just won't go away. But it's a pain you've never really felt before. But it does remind you a little bit of a bee sting. And those are awful. Of course, I haven't had one since I was a kid. That's kind of what it felt like. And it's really weird how the, the, the virus is in your body and... Sure enough, I went into the doctor's office and they took one look at me and said, oh, that's shingles. I didn't know what I had. I thought I might have been shot <laughs> with the kind of pain that I felt. But it, it's just kind of a weird deal. In my case, it started on the on my back, came around underneath my armpit and stopped at my nipple on my front. And that was it. That's how these things work. That's how it was so obvious to the medical staff what I had was shingles. So. Isn't life crazy how these things happen? But chicken pox, here we are talking about chicken pox in North Carolina with an outbreak at a school that, again, has a high anti-vaccination rate. And and that's going on there in North Carolina. And, again, if you have shingles, just a lot of pain, but it, I got over it. But it took a couple of weeks. So if you do ever have shingles, you will get over it. Just it hurts for a while. And then I found out there's actually a shot you can get for shingles. But you can't get it until you're like 53 or 54 years old, and I'm not there yet. So I actually heard my mother talking about it the other day, how my I think she needs it or my father needs a shingle shot. And I was like, man, I could have used one of those. But you can't get it until you're in your mid-50s for, for some reason. I'm no doctor, but that, that, that's what I was told at least. The White House has restored Virginia native Jim Acosta's press pass with a warning. The Trump administration reversed course on Monday after they were sued by CNN, and now they've warned that he could have his credentials pulled again if he doesn't follow guidelines governing journalist behavior. The White House said reporters would be permitted one question each if called upon at a news conference and allowed follow-ups only at the discretion of the president. Communications Director Bill Shine of the White House and Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said they will be forced to reconsider the decision if unprofessional behavior occurs now i've seen the video of acosta yeah he was being a little forceful but honestly president trump is kind of forceful in the way he answers questions from reporters and to be honest 
I'm not sure someone should have already sued the White House for this reason. President Trump's trying to make all these reporters go deaf. Have you noticed almost all of his press conferences he holds is on a tarmac somewhere, or it's just before his helicopter takes off, and it's in the distance swirling around getting ready to take off? And President, I know his words. I like the guy, but I know it's kind of weird that these president, the, the president has to go, he loves the spotlight, but these reporters have to shout out questions, and he kind of can conveniently pretend he doesn't hear a question because he's got the helicopter going in the background. Pretty smart, maybe, but these reporters need to file some kind of suit that it's not safe for them to, to cover the president because he's making them go deaf. And I know what the president says. If you ever watch him out there on those way to the helicopter, to Marine One, he'll hear a question and go, Say it! Say it! <laughs> and, but, I mean, he is making himself available. But, yeah, Jim Acosta back covering the White House. And he's a good job. He's a bulldog of a reporter. But look, if you, you can't handle it, President Trump, maybe you shouldn't have been president. But but you also can ignore these people, and that's what the president does. And remember, Acosta and Trump, man, they've had problems going way back before President Trump was ever elected president. So this is nothing new. Now, I just want to let you know about Jim Acosta. For those haters of Acosta, he is a Southerner. He was born in Washington, D.C., but grew up in Annandale, Virginia, and went on to college at James Madison University, where he got a degree in mass communication with a minor in political science. So he is a JMU Duke. And he went on to work as a reporter in the Shenandoah Valley at Harrisonburg, Virginia's WSVA. And so we will claim him. He's also been an anchor in Knoxville at WBIR-TV and has been all over the country prior to working at CNN. He's 47 years old. Jim Acosta, and now back working in the White House. Well, one story that Acosta is sure to maybe ask President Trump about is the president's own daughter, Ivanka, as the stories come out that she repeatedly used a personal email account to conduct government business last year. And the fact raises the stakes on a congressional oversight hearings that the new Democratic House majority will hold. Now, this is just plain dumb if she did this, only because of all the grief Republicans were waging on the Democrats for their use of personal emails, i.e. Hillary Clinton. So that is not a good story coming out about Ivanka Trump. I don't know really what she does other than look pretty and help her dad out whenever he needs her. I know that Jared, her husband, also has had questions waged about what exactly he's doing. But hey, he gets the credit for some things, so good for him. And if the president wants them in the White House working for him, I guess that's his prerogative. But yes, Ivanka Trump in the news for repeatedly using a personal email for governmental business. This review has found, and it's been reported by the national media now. A lawmaker in Arkansas is in a little bit of trouble, for, and he's now had to apologize from the backlash he received from a tweet where he said, Poverty is a personal choice. Representative Stephen Meeks is from Greenbrier, Arkansas, and, man, he got torn up on Twitter after his tweet that being poor in America is a personal choice. And he's now come out and said, if anyone took it wrongly, I do apologize. That was not my intent. He sits on the Arkansas House Education Committee, which met Monday afternoon. And over the weekend, he took to Twitter to try to teach a fellow Arkansan about the American dream, but ended up getting an education himself. And he said that there was a lady on Twitter who said that the reason why she was poor was because of government. And the woman tweeted, and we actually know her name, Diana Calapala, 
The government wants to keep people poor. That way they can control him. Meek's response went viral. He replied, being poor in America is a personal choice unless there are mitigating circumstances. A homeless man can go to school, get a job, driving a truck, making $70,000 per year and in 20 years become a millionaire. In America, you can work hard and change your future if you choose. Meek said he was referring to a man who called into a radio show he was listening to a couple of weeks ago. Who knows, Meek said. In 20 years, he could be running the company. Those things are still possible in America. Once again, you got to be careful on social media what you say, because even if you mean well, it you, you don't get to fully explain yourself on this kind of stuff. And maybe what he said was dumb anyway, but he, he didn't have the luxury of telling Diana what he truly meant by his statement. I'm not so sure, though, on the whole driving a truck thing, $70,000 a year. There are some catches to being a truck driver, okay? I know it's sad because companies need truck drivers, and there's good paying jobs to be a truck driver, and there's nothing wrong with being a truck driver. But it's not just as easy as showing up at an office and saying, hey, I want to drive a truck make $70,000 a year. you got to go through training. you got to have experience. These, these companies that hire, they want to have experience, and it's a catch-22 situation. It's really an unfortunate thing because I know companies need drivers, and I know there's good drivers out there. They just don't have the so-called credentials that the government needs to check them off and the company needs to justify to their insurance companies. But golly, we live in a country dominated by trucking, and we need more of it. We need more of it. Keep our company booming, our country booming, and these companies booming too. All right, we've got to go back to Florida, and I, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. We've had we've had a good couple of days not picking on Florida, but here we go again. Actually, that's not true. I think it was yesterday's show. There was a man in Miami who was trying to haul a vending machine up six elevator, uh, elevator up six stories and got caught. In Florida's Marion County, a man has now been accused of having sex with a miniature horse. Nicholas Anthony Sardo, age 21, admitted to having sex with a miniature male pony named Jackie G. Detectives said that on October 16, a witness came forward and reported to Detective Giuliano that she had witnessed Sardo having sex with Jackie G in a pasture on a family member's property three days earlier. Another witness came forward saying she saw it as well, deputies said. Sardo admitted to investigators that he had sex with the horse four times during the course of a week. All right, we need to move on. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one. Leave me speechless. A miniature horse. Golly, Jackie G, I feel sorry for you. To Prince George's County, Maryland we go, and a family has sued the MGM National Harbor there because earlier this summer, seven-year-old Zine Green was electroshocked on the property there. According to the lawsuit, the girl was hit with 120 volts of electricity which is more than 10 times the amount that was required to light the illuminated handrail near an outdoor fountain at the resort, resort where she was there with her family. And Green suffered severe and permanent neurological injuries, and she is permanently and totally disabled, according to the lawsuit. The suit claims MGM was responsible for reckless and negligent misconduct and seeks an unspecified amount of money. And, yeah, God, what a horrible thing there in the nation's capital area with this young kid being hurt that bad just by touching a railing there. Ugh. All right. 
In Louisiana, the state will receive $161.4 million from the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation to continue its reconstruction of barrier islands and shorelines in the Terrebonne Basin, with the money coming from settlements of criminal charges with BP and Transocean for their roles in the 2010 Deepwater Horizon disaster and oil spill. Louisiana's money was part of $280 million in awards by the foundation on Monday for new projects, including 20 in Alabama, Florida, and Texas. The money is going to be used to rebuild the shorelines of the Bell Pass headland, a peninsula of land in Lafouche, Paris, that stretches west from Port Fourchon and Timbaye and Trinity Islands in Terrebonne Parish, all of which have been subject to rapid erosion by hurricanes and winter storms and are facing threats from sea level rise. So they're going to get sand for the restoration from Ship Shoal and South Pelto underwater and sand deposits, which are about 8 miles to 24 miles away from the beaches in the Gulf of Mexico. The two shoals are controlled by the Federal Bureau of Ocean Energy Management. So building up the shoreline of the coastal barrier islands of Louisiana, $161.4 million coming to the state's aid, thanks to, unfortunately, the BP oil spill from 2010. Hard to believe that was that long ago, but sure enough, that's that's where we are. We have more headlines from throughout the region. When we come back, we'll tell you about author Nicholas Spark being in the news, and not for the best of reasons. And again, sad news is a World War II hero dies in a plane crash in a World War II airplane on Monday. That's ahead on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 4646. Avant.com code 4646.
can't hardly see Thank you kindly, but that don't help Maybe it's just me It seems I've had this problem since My baby packed up the leaves You see, she used to be my sunshine Now we're far apart Now light is falling in my heart Hey, the Y'all Show returns. Thank you for joining us here on this Tuesday edition. Talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Rawl. Headlines from throughout the region. We continue on, and Nicholas Bark, the best-selling author, had a bunch of hits like The Notebook and Message in a Bottle. Well, he has gone on from his writing fame to found a school near Raleigh, North Carolina, the Epiphany School of Global Studies, and the former headmaster of this private Christian school, founded by Nicholas Sparks, can continue to sue the school. The author and the foundation Sparks created to support the school, a federal judge, has now ruled. Judge James Deaver III ruled that a jury should decide whether the author defamed Saul Hillel Benjamin and violated the Americans with Disabilities Act. Sparks was described as telling parents, a job recruiter, and others that the former Epiphany School of Global Studies headmaster suffered from mental health problems, the judge said. Benjamin was in the position for less than five months and said he was forced out. So a nasty suit going on in the North Carolina area. And that's, I think, in New Bern is where this is happening. The jury should decide whether Benjamin resigned as headmaster of the school or was pressured into quitting. More to come there. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam was in Memphis on Monday to announce the addition of digital printing and distribution company Mimeo as it's moving its headquarters to the Bluff City of Memphis. They're moving from Newark, New Jersey, and it will bring 300 new jobs to Memphis as well as a $16 million investment in Shelby County. Governor Haslam said this is a great day in Memphis, and it's a great day in Tennessee. And the Memphis COO, Doug McGowan, said this is absolutely a great day for the city of Memphis. It's an early holiday gift for us, quite frankly. Mimeo currently employs about 800 workers worldwide, including about 300 at a distribution center already in Memphis. Salaries for those jobs average $59,000 a year. So great news for West Tennessee and Memphis as this Printing and distribution company Mimeo relocating to West Tennessee right along the shores of the Mississippi River in the Bluff City of Memphis. Good job. Now to our sad news. World War II pilot killed in Texas on Monday. And we know now that 93-year-old Vincent Losado of San Antonio, along with a pilot, 73-year-old Cowden Ward Jr. of Burnett, Texas, they died after they were participating in a flyover over the weekend in Fredericksburg, Texas, about 70 miles north of San Antonio. And the airplane they were flying in, a World War II-era plane, the P-51D Mustang, crashed. And it killed both of these men. And what a sad thing there, as this man who survived World War II and lived to be 93 years old and goes up for probably what was a joyride in Fredericksburg, Texas, dying in this flyover of World War II era aircraft and just a terrible thing there in the Lone Star State. A little bit better news coming from the state of Kentucky as a 100-year-old U.S. veteran of World War II who showed immense bravery during the battles of France. He was awarded 
France's top honor at Frankfort, Kentucky's state capital. And what a great deal for retired Lieutenant Colonel William Poller, as he's been called a true French hero and was awarded the French Legion of Honor during a special ceremony at the Kentucky Capitol on Monday. And he was awarded by the Consul General of France, and who said that you, you owe so much to America's greatest generations. Without this gentleman, my flag would not be flying. It's as simple as that. Pollard was 25 years old in 1944 when he landed on Omaha Beach, which was there in Normandy, the code name for the beach as part of the D-Day invasion. And he was one of the first soldiers to arrive. His job was to deploy concrete caissons that would form a temporary harbor to help soldiers rapidly load cargo onto the beach. His father helped rescue 14 soldiers from a caisson after it was hit by enemy fire. And Pollard and a sergeant got the men safely to shore, having to coax some soldiers who were frozen with fear at the prospect of jumping into the 40 feet deep water. So what a great job there by this Kentuckian in World War II. And after all these years, he's now being honored by the country of France. And he's lucky enough to live to be 100 and receive this honor from the French Council there in Frankfurt on Monday. We salute you. And we also salute the other World War II pilot that was killed tragically on Monday too. And all of our World War II heroes truly the greatest generation. Now, on Monday's Y'all Show, I mentioned that Thanksgiving, I thought, had something to do with Abraham Lincoln. And I was right on that. But sadly, how could I not totally know? How could you maybe not totally know the origin of the Thanksgiving holiday that's coming up in about 48 hours or so? Well, sure enough, in America, Thanksgiving does trace its history to Lincoln and the fact that he made it kind of an official holiday during the Civil War because of the ongoing bloody conflict. The, the, the Thanksgiving had kind of been celebrated differently in different states prior to the Civil War, and he had a presidential proclamation in 1863 that made it a national holiday, and he proclaimed National Thanksgiving on the final Thursday in November, and it was to celebrate the bounties that had continued to fall on the Union and for the military successes in the war. So as a Confederate American, should I celebrate Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused because it wasn't so good for the South during the Civil War. All right. Now here's another connection with presidents and Thanksgiving. In 1939, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a presidential proclamation changing the holiday to the next to last Thursday in November for business reasons. On December 26, 1941, he signed a joint resolution of Congress changing the National Thanksgiving Day from the last Thursday to the fourth Thursday. So they've been moving that thing around for a while. And in 1971, the American Uniform Monday Holiday Act took effect. And the American observance of Columbus Day has coincided with the Canadian observance of Thanksgiving. So, yeah, Canada celebrates Thanksgiving, and other countries do as well. Grenada. St. Lucia, some other countries like have different variations, although a part of the United States, Puerto Rico, does it a little bit differently. But sure enough, Thanksgiving celebrated around the world, but mostly here in America. We're going to take most of the credit for it. And it actually has its roots well before Abraham Lincoln. It, it started, I think, in George Washington's time. In fact, I was reading about it. It was actually something kind of 
strange name for this thing prior to being called Thanksgiving. And it had to do with our breakup with Great Britain. And it was called Evacuation Day, a day commemorating the British exit from the United States following the Revolutionary War. So, everybody, happy Evacuation Day to you. <laughs> Actually, this has to do in 1783 when the British troops departed from New York City, which I think may have even been called New Amsterdam at that time, at the end of the American Revolution. And George Washington triumphantly led the Continental Army from his former headquarters north of the city across the Harlem River, south down Manhattan through the town to the battery at the foot of Broadway. So that was truly the first time that the British were sailing back east and America was truly for America and not a British colony. Evacuation Day. Hey, so you learn all kind of stuff here on the Y'all Show. Hey, here's something you probably didn't know and didn't learn in your history books. Maybe, unless you were from Alabama, Alabama was the first state to mark Christmas a holiday. How about that? In 1836, Alabama reportedly became the first to make Christmas a state holiday. And this comes from the History Channel. And just after that, the states of Louisiana and Arkansas made Christmas a holiday in 1838. There's no records that are going to help support those dates, but they are repeated in numerous online sources and generally accepted by historians. And the legislation allowed residents to take off work for the day without repercussion to spend time with family and friends. So Christmas in America, we want to say thank you, Alabama, for helping us celebrate Christmas and not having to work because you had the vision back in the 1830s to make it a holiday and all these other progressive states of the time States like Arkansas. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Arkansas. I don't even think Texas was a state at this point. But, but yeah, South Carolina, North Carolina, you could have done this. But, no, you, you were taking it easy. And you didn't make Christmas a, a state holiday. But you, but you should have. Ah, we're, we're picking on you. Dateline, Knoxville, Tennessee. And a report from Knoxville says that a woman there, Melissa Ewing, crashed her car in a parking lot when she heard screaming and noticed her daughter's car leaving the area. And the police says that her daughter, Brittany Davis, entered a center store minutes earlier, leaving her car unlocked and running with, with her four-year-old son in the back seat. That, that wasn't very smart. An unidentified suspect then jumped inside and drove off, briefly stopping to pick up a second suspect. And that's when Melissa Ewing says she saw the second suspect get in the car and she gave chase. And as the suspect slowed the car to jump out, Ewing crashed into it. This sounds like a scene out of the Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> the suspects fled on foot, and Ewing and her uninjured grandson were reunited. How about that? In Knoxville, Tennessee. It shows you a few things. Isn't family great? You have a mother standing up for her daughter and, and grandson, four-year-old, in the backseat of the car that was being taken over by a couple of unidentified suspects. But what a doofus, the mother leaving the kid in the car. Four years old. I know I'm not 100% innocent of leaving my son unattended when he was young. But I was always within feet away. Maybe at the post office I'd go there and there wouldn't be anybody else in the parking lot. I'd pull up and they have glass windows. I could look out into the car and see everything. But in the shopping center, no way, Jose, should you ever leave a kid in a car. And at four years old especially. Or younger. But how about Granny? Granny jumping into action and crashing into that car. 
All right, I like that. It's kind of like what a the animal instinct of a person there. That's pretty good. You know, we don't often think about that. And if you go get around a mama and her puppies and you just start messing with that puppy, that mama's going to bite you. Well, here's a case where a, a grandmother was ready to bite and she bit with her car. And that was a good thing. Now, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, this is a great story to round out our headlines from across Dixie. Courtney Adelaide is an entrepreneur and a mother from Huntsville, Alabama, and is being featured in a television commercial as an example of cheerful giving. She's the CEO and founder of The Main Choice, a line of hair care products, and will appear in an ad for Mass Mutual Insurance, among other charitable people, whose impact on their community caught the company's attention. And in this feature of Adelaide, Mass Mutual will help retell an encounter between Adelaide and her daughter's teacher at school. After hearing that the teacher was relying on a bus to get to school each day, having never owned a car in her life, Adelaide was encouraged by her husband to intervene. And she went to a local dealership and bought a brand new vehicle for the educator and gave it to her. I think I remember seeing that video when it came out. And sure enough, gave her the keys to the to the new car and... Wow, what a story. And Mass Mutual now bringing that to life right here at the holidays. And this ad will begin airing on TV on Thanksgiving Day. So look at that from Huntsville, Alabama, Madison County. And a great story on Thanksgiving week of people helping each other out. And this entrepreneur there in the Tennessee Valley helping an educator. Great story there. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. When we come back, the Y'all Political Report is coming your way. We've got info from North Carolina. We've got info from Mississippi. And we'll hear from Governor-elect Brian Kemp of the state of Georgia in his first interview he did. He did it with Fox News' Brian Kilmeade. And we'll have that coming up next here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a mistake. I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th-gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top-brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800-BY-DELL for more Black Friday deals. This giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And until December 2nd, you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Plus, save on other photo gifts. It's our best deal of the season. So get Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code RADIO60. That's Vistaprint.com promo code RADIO60. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except 
dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Goldmog Crack Skin Cream. More than a lotion. It precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Goldmog Crack Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Back into the final segment of Hour 1 of this Tuesday Y'all Show with John Rawl. And we start our Y'all Political Report here on the second day of the week. By the way, programming note, we will not have a show on Thanksgiving Thursday and the day after Black Friday. So we have only one more show here this week, and that will be tomorrow. But back to politics now. And Governor Roy Cooper of North Carolina, he's a little happier now because... A Democratic challenger for the North Carolina Senate District 19 seat has won the seat after the Republican incumbent failed to request a recount prior to the deadline to do so. And Senator Wesley Meredith of Fayetteville, North Carolina, had until 5 o'clock money to request in writing a recount of the vote totals that showed him losing by 432 to Kirk DeVries. And with this victory, Democrats in North Carolina will hold 21 Senate seats to 29 seats for Republicans in the General Assembly, and that will break the supermajorities that had hobbled Roy Cooper's vetoes throughout the last two years. In the House, Mecklenburg County GOP incumbent Bill Brawley has requested a recount in his close race with Democrat Rachel Hunt. If the results stand, Democrats will have 55 seats in the House to 65 for Republicans. Still Republican control, but man, the Republicans have dominated North Carolina's state politics for several years and caused all kind of problems for people like Roy Cooper, especially on that bathroom bill and such. But North Carolina politics back in the news this week with a majority of supermajority being thwarted there. President Trump's heading to Mississippi again. He will campaign on Monday at a rally in both Biloxi and in Tupelo. He's going to have a rally at the Tupelo Regional Airport at 5 p.m. Monday, and then he'll fly south to Biloxi. He's got a Big rally at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum at 8 p.m. That's a place where he had a big rally prior to being elected during his run for presidency, and it was just packed, gigantic coliseum there in Biloxi. And the president will be there campaigning for Cindy Smith, who is the current sitting senator for Mississippi, but she's in a special runoff with Mike Espy, 
and that race is going on next Tuesday in the Magnolia State. Now, Espy's been getting some people to come his way. We told you on Mondays, y'all, that Kamala Harris of California was in Mississippi over the weekend. Cory Booker was there campaigning on Monday trying to get the vote out. And so we got some people paying attention to what's going on in Mississippi on Election Day during the special runoff coming up Tuesday of next week. One thing of note to tell you about Tupelo's visit by the president, it will be the first visit by a sitting U.S. president since 1934. That's when Franklin D. Roosevelt stopped by Elvis Presley's birthplace, and he spoke uh, near Church Street School and proclaimed Tupelo, Mississippi, as the first TVA city. How about that? And that's why the NBC affiliate in Tupelo, Mississippi, is called WTVA. Tupelo, Mississippi, getting some presidential love next week for the first time in nearly 100 years. Now to Georgia and Galway. The governor's race is finally over, thank the Lord. But Stacey Abrams, the Democratic challenger, is not happy. Brian Kemp is happy that it's over with. And we found a new clip from Fox News where Brian Kilmeade did an interview with Kemp, the first interview that Kemp's done since being actually chosen to be governor-elect, as Abrams has, you could put in air quotes, conceded the election. And we're going to go now and hear this this little clip here. It's got actually audio coming from Abrams talking about the election prior to Kilmeade's interview with Brian Kemp, the governor-elect of Georgia. Let's listen to that here on the Y'all Political Report. Brian Kemp winning by 55,000 votes. His opponent, though, Stacey Abrams, conceding the race, but not exactly accepting the results. It was not a free and fair election. We had thousands of Georgians who were purged from the rolls wrongly. It was not fair to the thousands that were put on hold with their registrations. Brian Kemp oversaw for eight years the systematic and systemic dismantling of our democracy, and that means there could not be free and fair elections in Georgia this year. What an accusation. Here to react in his first national TV interview since winning the governor's race is Governor-elect, former, soon-to-be former Secretary of State for Georgia, Brian Kemp. Uh, Governor, you won by 55,000 votes, but clearly Stacey Abrams is not accepting it. Basically, it seems like she's saying you cheated by canceling 1.4 million people off voter rolls since 2011. What's your reaction? Well, you know, look, Brian, I'm moving on. I'm the governor-elect. The election's been certified. This is indeed over, and I'm looking forward to serving hard-working Georgians, and that includes all of them, by the way. But, look, it's unfair for, for her to blame, especially local elections officials that are following the law when it comes to these things for registration, how uh, things are conducted on Election Day. In Georgia, we have secure, uh, accessible, fair elections. We make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. And we saw the easy-to-vote part. We had 1.4 million more voters in this election than we did in the last governor's race, a historic turnout. We have a million more people on the rolls because I pushed for and implemented online voter registration where people could register to vote 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If my opponent and her activist groups had to use the online system, they wouldn't have had as many problems as they did with folks that they were registering. And by the way, the pending list, my daughter was one of those folks on the pending list because she was 17 and a half when she registered, and you have to be 18 to be on the list. So the day she turned 18, she came off pending, went on the voter rolls, and she voted for me on November the 6th. So the process worked down here. 
We're proud of that. You know, nobody's questioning the Democrats' wins, knocking off uh, one of our congresswomen in the state of Georgia. They're not questioning the local races that they won. So this is really just political rhetoric, but that's in the past. I'm moving forward and looking forward to governing our great state. She says that you set up less polling locations, especially in urban areas. Well, that's just a mistruth. The county elections officials, the local elections boards have the sole responsibility for how many polling locations they have and where they are. That has been the, the rule of, of law and the way it works in Georgia under Republican and Democrat secretaries of state. So that's just not true. And by the way, the one county that this was an issue with before the election, they are controlled by Democrats. You know, so she's blaming me for a problem that they created. It's just ridiculous. And people didn't buy it in this election, which is why I got the most votes ever in a Georgia governor's race. She uh, also says this exact match law didn't work on our uh, to her behalf. What is the exact match law? Well, look, we have laws on, on the books in Georgia, and I know she may not like some of the laws, but we take an oath of office and the county elections officials have a duty to follow the law and the elections rules that we have in our state, and we check citizenship. We require people to show a photo ID when they go vote, and we verify this information before people go on the voter rolls. But, you know, if people had simply used the online system where you just put your driver's license information in, they could get registered to vote. Seventy-five percent of the people on this list, Brian, could not fill out the last four of their right. social. And from earlier this week, that was Fox News' Brian Kilmeade interviewing Brian Kemp, who will become the 83rd governor of the state of Georgia when he's sworn into office on January 14th of 2019 in Atlanta. And again, still ugly things going to probably come out after this election, but you get to hear both sides. You got to hear Stacey Abrams prior to Kemp talking, and you heard Kemp's explanation of how things were, in his opinion, of what happened with the governor's race in the state of Georgia. Well, that will put a bow on hour one of today's y'all show. Hang on. When we come back in hour two, we've got sports lanyap headed your way. Plenty of college football greatness coming your way. And then we'll segue over to the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We'll get him to talk not only barbecue, but some turkey. As Turkey Day is coming up in just a few days. We'll have that coming from Matt Hearmans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. All that in hour two of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a South Ron accent. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Purpose and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. 
Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Back for another star-studded hour of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, John Rawl. Our website, y'all.com, and you can call us 803-816-1170. Call or text that number with questions, comments, praise, criticism, anything you want to get off your chest, 803-816-1170. We've got Matt Hearman's coming up in just a few minutes with his barbecue report, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, stopping by. And we'll get him to talk a little turkey, if you don't mind, here on today's Thanksgiving-flavored show. It's the show all about the South. That's what we do here on the Y'all Show. Right now, we have sports lanyard. We look around various sports, and usually it's football this time of year. And we start off with some NFL football. Did you see Monday Night Football last night? It was like a video game out there. And the third highest total of points ever in an NFL game was amassed. And the Los Angeles Rams prevailed over the Kansas City Chiefs, 54-51. Jared Goff with a big touchdown pass in the closing seconds to get the Rams, the home team, over the Chiefs in dramatic form. It was the highest scoring game in Monday Night Football history. It was a back-and-forth battle, and the Chiefs became the first team in NFL history to score 50 or more points and lose. So the Chiefs not happy with the way that thing turned out. But Rams coach Sean McVay, who grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, said it was a whirlwind. He said, I feel like I might need a couple of beverages to relax tonight. But it was great. This is what you love so much about the game. <laughs> and it was fun for 
those who saw it. And the Rams get a win, and they bounce back from a bad loss to the New Orleans Saints the week before. And so they now share the same one loss as the Saints. But the Saints, of course, probably the best team in all of the NFL. Man, they dominated the Eagles on Sunday there at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Now to Houston, Texas we go, and the Houston Cougars, Ed Oliver. This is a guy who was expected to be the number one draft pick in 2019. Well, he's been injured this year, but he is expected to play when the Cougars visit the Memphis Tigers at a game at the Liberty Bowl on Friday. And it's going to be the first time the reigning Outland Trophy winner will play since suffering a bruised knee on October 20th against the Navy midshipmen. Oliver participated in the Cougars' practice on Monday, but to what degree is unclear. He was not available to speak with the media following practice. And Coach Major Applewhite said Monday that Oliver is day-to-day. Now, those two made headlines during their last game and a game against Tulane because they kind of got in a heated discussion that was caught on camera prior to the locker room. It had something to do with, I think Oliver was wearing a big coat on the sideline, maybe not paying enough attention. Not sure what happened. I don't even know if they've addressed this uh, to the media or not. But Ed Oliver expected to play. But since he's been injured for a couple of weeks now, you have to think that's going to hurt him when it comes NFL draft time. But a defensive tackle and a force that still should go first round in the NFL when that time comes pretty darn quick in 2019. The Big 12 has publicly reprimanded Texas defensive end Brecken Hager after he slammed rival Oklahoma following a post-game interview with reporters on Saturday night. And Hager was wearing a cowboy hat and sunglasses with his hair braided and was walking back to the locker room after the victory over Iowa State when a reporter informed him that the Sooners had just given up 40 points to Kansas. And Hager turned around and said, Hey, OU has no defense. And then he stopped again, pointed to a nearby clock, and added, Wait, wait, it's 11-12, and what? OU still sucks. And now they're reprimanding him. Now, he could have said something far worse. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby said Hager's comments violated the league's sportsmanship and ethical conduct policies. In a statement released by the University of Texas, Hager said he was truly sorry. Ah, he was just being emotional. He's been picking on OU. It's a rivalry. Arguably Texas's biggest rival, OU. And if he wants to say they suck, well, I guess that's his prerogative. And he shouldn't be reprimanded. I don't think he's going to be suspended or anything like that. Now, I'll tell you who is being suspended, and that's another member of the Texas athletic program. But it's no human being. It's big old Bevo, the steer that travels all over the country to Texas Longhorn Games. And if Texas, which has a chance to wrap up a bid to the Big 12 title game with a win this week at Kansas, well, they're not going to have Bevo on the sideline, the famed mascot, the live mascot. And he won't be at Friday's game against KU because the Jayhawks have a rule prohibiting live mascots. And he will miss the action for a Thanksgiving week game for just the second time in 73 years. Poor old Bevo. Now, the current Bevo is a three-year-old Longhorn steer and has been a part of Texas football since 1916, Bevo has, and has traditionally been a mainstay of the Thanksgiving week games. Bevo typically resides behind the end zones during football. The Horns travel to Texas for a game Friday night. A win would put the Horns in the Big 12 championship game against either Oklahoma or West Virginia. Texas has not won a Big 12 title, hard to believe, since 2009. The Horns have a chance this week with a win at KU. Remember, last time they were in Lawrence, 
They lost. That was Charlie Strong's last game, I think. First time they'd lost to Kansas, I think, since they were in the Big 12. Kansas was the shocker. And Charlie Strong was quickly shown the door after that happened. But Texas and Kansas this weekend, Friday night game. Remember, this is Thanksgiving week. you got a lot of games Thursday, including the Egg Bowl. you got games, not that many games Thursday, but you got a lot of games Friday, including Texas-Kansas. you got other SEC games going on on Friday. So a lot of fun for college football here on this holiday week But poor old Bevo. Now, I don't know why Kansas has this rule, why they don't allow, allow live mascots there at the stadium. They need all the action they can get there. And they're getting it next year. Les Miles coming aboard as the Jayhawks' new head football coach. That should really bring some excitement to the program, a program that has been irrelevant for over 10 years since the big guy was coaching them and leading them to the Orange Bowl. But it should be a lot of fun this weekend with all this action going on. And I wonder if part of the reason Kansas has the rule against live mascots is they have an artificial turf field. And so maybe that big old cow on the sideline would not be a good thing if you needed to get him around, he could maybe be a little bit more prone to slipping on that artificial turf. I'm just guessing here. I'm not a, I'm not a turf engineer, but Bevo, not going anywhere this weekend. Has to stay back in the Lone Star State. Chad Morris and the Arkansas Razorback football team have suspended two defensive backs from the team for socializing pregame with the Mississippi State University Spirit Squad. Defensive backs Cameron Curl and Ryan Pulley have been suspended for the regular season game against the Missouri Tigers. That's one of these Friday games that we were telling you about. After the two were seen socializing with members of the MSU dance team prior to kickoff on Saturday. And these uh, reporters said he saw the two taking photos and talking with the Spirit Squad. And Arkansas went on to lose in Starkville 52-6. to Coach Morris did not specify the reason for the suspension, but he did tell reporters that the two defense backs will not be here today or yesterday or any part of this week for unacceptable behavior. The Razorbacks are 2-9 and nine overall, 0-7 in the SEC, and they're staring 0-8 in the face with this game against Missouri on Friday. Things have not gone well for Arkansas this year and with Drew Locke lined up to pass against them in this finale I don't see how Arkansas is going to get a win at all and they'll go to now they only won one game in the SEC last year so they'll be one and what is that one and 15 in the last two years in SEC play one and 15 pretty horrible so Razorback fans perhaps you need to take comfort in knowing it's basketball season yay go Razorbacks all right, and they've got a pretty good basketball team in Fayetteville, Arkansas. But, yeah, two players acting like fools prior to a big SEC game, and then they get beat by nearly 50 points. Yeah, not good team spirit, not team, not good team camaraderie there for the Hogs. Now, quickly, before we wrap up and go to Matt Hearman's in the next segment, let's look at some standings going on in our non-biggie school conference, the, the FBS Group of Five Schools. It's what I like to call it. AAC, UCF, continues to look great. 10-0, big win over Cincinnati over the weekend. They lead the East Division. The Houston Cougars are on top of the West with a 5-2 and mark. As we said, they got a game against Memphis coming up on Friday night, and that is a, a big one there for those two. Memphis is right behind Houston with a 4-3 and conference record in the AAC West, and that's also what SMU has 
as well as Tulane 4-3 and three in AAC action. Big 12, as we told you, Oklahoma's in the driver's seat. Shouldn't have any problem getting to the championship game. The question is now, will it either be West Virginia or Texas that will face off for them against them for the first Big 12 championship game? We'll find out after this week's action. Conference USA, FIU, and MTSU are tied atop the standings in the East Division with a 6-1 conference record. On the West side, the UAB Blazers, I thought they could pull the big win at Texas A&M out, but they could not. They're still undefeated in conference play, 7-0 and 9-2 and overall for a, an amazing story there in the magic city of Birmingham with the Blazers. Rolling right along to another group of five conference, the Sun Belt Conference, and the Troy Trojans are 7-0 in conference play, and they've got one game remaining here that, that's going on this weekend as they face off against Appalachian in a game that could decide the winner of the East Division of the Sun Belt, and that game is at Boone, North Carolina, and it'll be on the 24th, 1.30 kickoff between Troy and the App State Mountaineers of the Sun Belt Conference East Division. And on the west side, Louisiana Monroe's four-game win streak was snapped this past weekend in Jonesboro as Arkansas State down the Warhawks 31-17. And now Louisiana Monroe and Louisiana Lafayette get together in Monroe on the 24th for a 2 o'clock kick. And that's going to be a big, big factor into who wins the West Division of the Sun Belt here in 2018. Now to the NCAA playoffs. Are you ready for it? Yeah, it's not the big boys. It's not FBS, but FCS, they've just announced what's going to happen in the first round games of the playoffs going on. And we've got a couple of Southern teams that are playing in the FCS college football playoffs. Here we go. This is starting on the 24th at Bozeman, Montana. Incarnate Word is at Montana State in Harrisonburg, Virginia. This will be a three o'clock kickoff on the 24th as Delaware takes on James Madison. Also on Saturday in Towson, Maryland, Duquesne from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They travel down to take on the Towson Tigers. Another Saturday game in Spartanburg, South Carolina, the winners of the SOCON. The Wofford Terriers host the Elon Phoenix. On Saturday in Thibodeau, Louisiana, the Nichols State Colonels host the San Diego Toreros. In Cedar Falls, Iowa, Lamar, the Cardinals from Beaumont, Texas, take on Kurt Warner's alma mater, UNI. And in Jacksonville, Alabama, the Gamecocks of JSU host ETSU, a co-champion of the Southern Conference. And finally, in first-round games on Saturday, in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, Stony Brook travels to take on SEMO, Southeast Missouri State. And that'll be a 2 p.m., 1 p.m. Central Time kick on Saturday on ESPN3. So you got FCS playoffs. By the way, FCS teams that are not having to play this weekend, they got an advance to the second round without having to play first round. They get a bye here in round one. They don't have to play till next week. North Dakota State, Colgate, South Dakota State, Kennesaw State from Marietta, Georgia, Eastern Washington, UC Davis, the Maine Black Bears, and Weber State. Those are all the teams that have a bye this week and are suiting up next weekend in FCS football. And that is our sports lanyap here on this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it. When we come back, we've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hearman's He's ready to file a report, and we're going to get that boy to talk turkey if we can. That's ahead right here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. 
But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall took her on the radio You know we just catch a little groove before the show We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party A tailgate buzz just a sippin' on suds Ain't ever too early To light one up, fill up your cup Cause I ain't no party and we are back on the Y'all Show, and boy, are we excited. It's not only Thanksgiving week, it's also time right now, y'all, for the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue to make his heroic entry into our Thanksgiving week festivities. And we have Matt Hermans joining us now. Hello, Matt. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Hey, John. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm hungry already. How about you? Well, I don't think there was any way you could ever be hungry. You've got a whole arsenal of food awaiting you anytime how could you possibly ever be hungry i'll tell you what i'm never not hungry how about that all right hey speaking of that i, I thought of that uh, do you mind if i accuse you of possibly being the b word oof i don't know i'm not sure what the b word is but let's uh let me hear it benevolent oh yeah i like that i'll take that <laughs> and i say that because matt we're getting kind of Toward the end of the year, it's November, the year's coming down, and I'm not going to accuse you of being an outdoorsman that's got plenty of, of game in your freezer and such, but let's say you are, or if you even those who aren't big hunters, 
may just have stuff in their freezer, it's time to maybe think about getting rid of some of that stuff because maybe you've got some new game in. It's it's deer hunting season for a lot of people across the southeast, and they want to maybe make room for the new stuff, the new additions. So does someone like you cook up this stuff to kind of get rid of it? You don't really need to just throw it away. And if you do cook it up, do you give it away? What is the, what is the policy? That is a, that's a heck of a good uh, idea and, and a question. So I've got the best thing going on. So I, uh, I'm not the world's biggest hunter. I do like fish living on the Gulf coast. I love to get out and fish, but I'm not the biggest deer hunter. However, I know I got a lot of friends who are, so I am typically the recipient of this extra uh, venison and backstrap and um, uh, dove and anything else that uh, that may come along. My my brother-in-law, in fact, uh, does a lot of sausage. He does a lot of uh, deer sausage, different kind of varieties every time he goes out. So I'm typically the I'm trying to think of it. I'm not the benevolent. I'm the benevolent, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I typically am the one that takes it and cooks it. And uh, I have done it before. I have given it given it to folks. I've given it to uh, taking it to church potlucks for people in the community and, and things like that. Uh, any excuse for me to cook. Yeah. Well, um, well I know pe- people that really like to cook also usually have a big freezer somewhere. And, look, you probably have stuff you want to have added to it and you just don't have room and you don't really want to eat it all yourself so you want to give it away and what better time of year to give stuff away than right now at thanksgiving and the holidays and like i said you're the recipient of the stuff oftentimes it sounds like instead of the giver let's try to change that here this year absolutely i don't keep a lot of stuff in my i don't keep a lot of stuff in my freezer but i can tell you that i have I've fried turkeys for people before in the past, and I enjoyed it. It feels good this time of year. What is you're you're the expert of all things cooking and everything along there. What is the acceptable time to keep something in a freezer, like turkey or any of the the meats that you like to use? I mean, if you kept it in there twenty years, it would still be good, or or, or what's the no. deal? Yeah, I don't know about twenty years, um, but if you've got a deep freeze, you can keep. Yeah, I mean, you can keep stuff in there for for literally years, um, as long as it has not uh, thawed out and refrozen. That will that will quickly tear it up. I will say this: I, I've I have had a deep freezer in the past, and uh, what I came to realize, at least for me, is that anything that goes in the bottom of that deep freezer is uh, it never comes out. It's <laughs> 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 down there forever, and uh, I forget about it, and it never. Uh, it, the only time it comes out is when you have to move. So not everybody's like that. I just, that's just like that for me. I need something to be in front of me. Otherwise, it's out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. uh, I have cooked. Uh, I've, I've done uh, meat that's been in the freezer for a year or so. And, uh, you know, again, as long as it's a good deep freeze and it hasn't thawed out and refrozen, it can be okay. I think the longer it stays in the freezer, though, the more you're going to. Uh, you're going to recognize kind of a reduction in quality when you, when you thaw it out. So uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that, but I'd say anything over about a year is a little long for me. Okay, personally. well, that's why people, I think, that have these deep freezers and stuff want to get rid of the old, out with the old yeah. and in with the new, especially Absolutely. if they've got people bringing them stuff. Now, I'm going to ask you, Professor Hermans, why is it called deep freeze? Is it because of the way it sits, or is it because it goes to a certain temperature that's normally lower than what is required to freeze? Okay, you might have stumped me here. I always assumed that it was uh, because the freezer itself is deep, but now you've got me thinking right. that maybe 
is maybe there is a a temperature differential. Uh, that's a heck of a that's a heck of a question. I All think right. you got well, me. Well, we'll, got we'll me. have to study it. Maybe one of our listeners yeah. can chime in. One of our more uh, people more up on refrigeration can let us know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just want to stay at a cool ninety eight uh, body temp wise the rest of my life. That's the only temp I'm worried about. Well, yeah, as long as you uh yeah, as long as you don't live in Carthage, Texas and you have a guy named Bernie that helps you out, then uh, you probably stay at uh, ninety eight degrees, which is healthy. Yeah. yeah. We're visiting with Matt Hearman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We're gonna talk to you about Turkey in a few, if that's okay with you. I know let's you go. know a lot about Turkey, don't you? I can't wait to talk turkey. All right. Now let's before we get to Turkey specifically, what about any other fixings for Thanksgiving that you would recommend and how to do it here before we take a break and come back and focus purely on the bird? Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. Um, uh, I, lo- I have tried to smoke just about everything. I've tried to smoke uh, green bean casserole. I actually have smoked green bean casserole. I have put... Uh, how do you, how do you smoke green bean casserole? Well, uh, I use my I use my smoker as an oven and basically put it on there, wrap it in foil, and cook it just like I would in the oven with just a little bit of smoke. Now I like it. I, th- I think it I think it's good, but uh, my wife is not necessarily a fan of of, of everything smoked. Smoked ah, sides, sounds like y'all got yeah. trouble in y'all's relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, it's it, it's. What, you know, what were you uh, thinking, marrying her? How dare her? I know some mistakes you just got to live with. It's good thing she's not listening to this. Um, <laughs> she, uh, no, I will say that a great thing to do though. A really, this is fantastic in my opinion. If you do the turkey on the smoker, we'll talk about that obviously here in a minute. If you catch the drippings underneath throughout the cook with a little foil pan, you can use that to make the base of your gravy, and you've got an amazing uh, smoked turkey gravy if you like that smoke flavor. And I do. Uh, that's pretty wonderful. That's that's one of my favorite things. Well, gravy in itself, to me, is a complete enigma. I have no idea how to make really good and simple gravy. Do you know how to make good gravy? Yeah, it's gravy. So I I typically, I know how to do it. I typically hand over the stuff to my wife, and she does it. However, I know what it is. It's fat and flour and some uh, milk or cream. You kind of mix that all together and some meat juice. Yeah, you mix that all together. And you get your nice brown uh, gravy or white. You can put a little more flour in there, some heavy cream, salt and pepper. You can kind of make a white gravy. But if it's good, even if it's white gravy, uh, it's going to be a little bit brown because you're going to have that meat juice and that good fat in there. So, yeah, you take those turkey drippings and kind of strain them through a strainer to get the chunks out. And you're left with nice fat and, and turkey broth and smoked to perfection. You put that in your turkey. I use that with for your gravy just like you would with a chicken broth or something. And you've got a heck of a you got a heck of a gravy to go on that turkey. It's fantastic. How long does that take to make? Oh, not too long. Uh, again, I'm I'm more the expert of providing the delicious base, but I, I've made it before. You whisk it in there; it doesn't take more than five ten minutes. That's to what make I thought. Because yeah, I know I know they make these so called bottled gravies you can buy in the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're that good. No, I don't either. And they're thick. They're typically thickened with kind of a gummy. Uh, a, a gummy thing it's not it's not thickened the way you would think it with flour and fat uh, on the stove it's kind of makes it in my opinion it's almost like gelatinous or something i'm it's not i'm not a fan either okay so you got all that now what about the main part of thanksgiving it's not the turkey it's the desserts what what does the barrister <laughs> have in mind is there any kind of dessert that could go on a smoker 
Yeah, well, I was thinking the main part was the the dressing. That's a whole different subject. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the uh, uh, yeah, the dessert on the smoker. I, you know what? I've never I've never tried a dessert on the smoker, but oh. I can imagine I can imagine putting a pecan pie out there. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah I, I bet that would be good, or a pumpkin pie, perhaps. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit of that. Uh, maybe not wood smoke, maybe just a little bit of charcoal. It might give it that nice edge. I might have to try that this year. I might. I'm only a few days away. I'm have to try that this. What year. about some snacks? I mean, is there something that a smoker can come along with now that we're into the fall, like nuts and stuff? Can you put nuts on a smoker? And absolutely. Okay. What do you recommend? You know what? Uh, pecans. I'm, I love pecans. So there's, I'm sure some. I'm sure more than one or two of our listeners will have done pecans in the oven. So you basically coat them, coat raw pecans with butter, put a little seasoning salt or whatever type of. You can always do it with brown sugar also if you want them sweet, but you basically butter them up, stick them in the oven, roast them, they get crunchy. Fantastic. You can do the same thing on a smoker, and I love to do it. I do the same thing. I put a little butter on them, or I guess if you wanted to be a little healthy, you can do olive oil, something to get a little bit of fat on the outside of the pecan. Uh, and then put a little seasoning, a little salt and pepper, a little seasoned salt, uh, you know, whatever you like, and then put them on the, put those suckers on the smoker and roast them until they're crunchy and Man, there's not a whole lot better than uh, than pecans, roasted pecans, anyways. But uh, I know we can fight about the pronunciation, but I think we can we can call uh, we can call truce on that for Thanksgiving, don't you think? Yeah, in the spirit of the holidays, we'll uh, That's right. <laughs> we'll have the pecan pecan bowl one day and, uh-huh. and settle things. But I will tell you, Matt, you probably know this about me, but in case you don't, if we haven't reached that part of our relationship yet. I am a master praline maker, which is another word that can be pronounced differently. It could be praline or it could be praline, but, yeah. but I am a master praline maker. And I did not, I did not know that. Yeah, and often around the holidays, I'll get my praline uh, big old pot ready, and it'll take me about two hours, and I'll have to pull out my chemist set. Uh, because it's got to be right at boiling. Is it hard candy is right where it has to be. Mm. Uh, that's not really on a grill, but it's close enough. Mm. Maybe I should try it on a grill. But, yeah, if you get it right to the point, you can make some great pralines. But next time I'm going to pull all my mm. set out to make pralines, I'm not going to do the actual round pralines. I'm going to actually dip pecans or pecans into them and just have the praline oh, wow. pecans. Coating? Yeah, the coating on oh, it, man. and you can just eat well, those like in a well, bag. That's the, that's the best part of it. I did not know that. That's amazing. I love praline. So. Sound like a I good Yuletide gift for you, huh? I am impressed. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the kind of the fun stuff that I can bring. You know, I let you talk on this, all this stuff all the time, and I'm getting a little <laughs> jealous. I have to throw out that I actually can do at least one thing when it comes to cooking, and that's at least pralines. We're yeah. talking with Matt Herman's barrister of Bodacious Barbecue here on today's y'all show and we've got you set up we've got the pregame out of the way when we come back we're going to talk turkey with matt hermans is it is thanksgiving 2018 and we know he's got some real secrets to doing turkey right it might be frying a turkey it could be doing it more of a traditional almost barbecue style way no matter the case he's going to tell you how to do it his tips and if you haven't started your turkey for 2018 listen Listen to Matt. He's going to tell you things that will save you time and maybe a little money, too. That's all coming up next here on The Y'all Show with John Paul. This car I'm driving, I overpaid big time. It was such a f***ing mistake. 
I should have just gone to Carfax.com, but I went to some other site. They gave me a price range? Oh, they were way off. Son of a... Carfax has a better way. When you search used cars at Carfax.com, you get the most accurate price based on the Carfax report, so you never have to overpay on a used car again. Start your used car search today at Carfax.com. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Black Friday ever is on. Save up to 50% on Black Friday deals, plus get free shipping on everything. With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and savings on top brand electronics like Samsung TVs, it's the one sale of the year you don't want to miss. Just call 800 by dell or visit dell.com slash Black Friday. Quantities are limited. Call 800 by dell for more Black Friday deals. This giving season, there's no better way to say happy holidays than with custom cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And until December 2nd, you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Plus, save on other photo gifts. It's our best deal of the season. So get Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus, save on other photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code RADIO60. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code RADIO60. Gold Bond salutes all you fixers out there. Fixers of wobbly chairs, squeaky stairs, and drippy faucets. Folks who can fix just about anything, except dry cracked hands. Whoa, that's bad. Man. Say hello to Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. More than a lotion, it precisely fills, soothes, and protects rough cracked fingers and knuckles. 91% said cracked skin felt smoother in one day. Yep, feeling good. Gold Bond Cracked Skin Cream. Find it at First Aid at Walgreens. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions, don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Raymond's in his Sunday best He's usually up to his chest In oil and grease There's the Martins walking in With that mean little freckle-faced kid Who broke a window last week Sweet Miss Betty likes to sing off-key In the pew behind me That's what I love about Sunday and we're back here for the final segment of the Y'all Show here on this Tuesday. And we're talking with Matt Herons, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt, earlier in hour two here of today's show, we were doing our sports lanyard. And since it has to do with the Big 12 and you're kind of our Big 12 go-to guy, what do you think about the news that came out that Kansas will not allow Bevo, the Texas mascot, to go to Lawrence this weekend? He is banned because they won't let live animals on the field well i think first of all i think it's hilarious um but yeah i'm not a uh you know i'll break new here I, i'm not a not a fan of the university of texas so uh anything that would 
kind of rile their fan base up and make them upset would, would bring me some type of joy. So, um, I think it's funny. Uh, as far as a live animal band, I think, I don't know. That's, that seems, it seems like kind of a, uh, uh, a long time collegiate tradition to have some live animals on the sideline as mascots. And I do support tradition. I hate to see that type of stuff go yep. away for, for dumb reasons, to be honest with you. But uh, just letting my bias run wild, I think in this particular situation, just because it is Bevo, it, it makes me laugh a little bit, but I would, I would come out harshly against unraveling and destroying old traditions like that generally just the kind of guy i am well it takes a lot of effort for texas to get bevo to away football games i mean they have to find a place the night before they mm -hmm. have to have a veterinarian on standby i guess they've got the money they can afford to do it and i'm sure some stadiums just don't really lend themselves for having a big old longhorn steer roaming around on the side so <laughs> yeah yeah that's possible he's usually pretty uh you know that feeling when you get out of the dentist, you're feeling pretty good, kind of drugged up. That's the way they do Bevo. He's uh, he's always got a little bit of drool hanging from his mouth. <laughs> he's, feeling, he's feeling pretty good at the, on the sidelines, so he's always under wraps that way. But, well, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're right. Well, speaking of the Longhorns opponent this weekend, a guy that might have a little drool coming out of his mouth, but it's out of excitement. Les Miles, what do you think about the Mad Hatter returning to college football at Kansas? <laughs> uh, I think – I think he really, really wanted to coach again to to take that job. Um, that is a tough job. I mean, that is a that is a very, very difficult job to take. Yes, it's a Power Five uh, conference, but uh, yeah, you gotta. I would say you gotta really want to get back into coaching to to take the Kansas job. Now, I will say this: the expectations in Lawrence are extremely low. So. Uh, you know, if he can roll in there and win five or six games every year and be on the outskirts looking at a bowl, he can probably have that job as long as he wants, uh, to be honest. Because as soon as basketball season hits, you know, uh, they start looking over at Allen Fieldhouse anyway, which is about this time of year. So, yeah. Well, he, he's um, going to make the Big 12 a lot more exciting. And so I'm excited for as a college yeah. football fan to have him back in the fold. Less miles. I like the person oh, yeah, I like the personality. I like the guy as a coach. Like I say, it's kind of a – um, kind of a worn-out line, but the, I think college football is probably a little bit better to have him on the sideline somewhere. But that's going to be a challenge. He's not going to be recruiting like LSU and uh, or even Oklahoma State. It's going to be a tough call, but I'm glad to see him back. Yep. All right, we'll stop our turkey filibuster here on today's Y'all Show and get right to the heart of the matter, and that is Thanksgiving just a few hours away now. And if you don't have that turkey ready and willing and able – then Matt Herman's our barrister, will tell you what to do. So, Matt, break it all down. What are your tips and what are your suggestions for turkeys and Thanksgiving? All right. I love turkey, and I love to do turkey. I, okay. know, you're surprised. You're, I know you're surprised to hear that. So there are different ways to do turkey, obviously. Well, I think most people probably still roast them in the oven. Um, a lot of people, especially in the South, love to fry turkey. My folks fry turkey. I love deep-fried turkey, and... It's extremely common in my neck of the woods, but today I'm going to talk about smoking turkey. So, oh, come on now. I'm just kidding. Uh, what, a, what, a, uh, what a surprise. We're going to talk about the smoker. So yeah, I love, uh, I love smoked turkey. Um, it, it's, it's right there with fried. I, I'm, I'm a fry convert, but since we're a barbecue show, we're going to talk about smoking turkey. So okay. the key is, but, but let's, let's be honest with you. Frying turkey is really not that hard, right? If you have the equipment, it's not too complicated to make. No, the, the hardest part is 
honestly, the hardest part is getting everything set up, getting your pot, getting your propane bottle, getting the the fire, getting the oil, the proper temperature, getting the giant oil jumped, in, uh, you know, dumped into the pot. I mean, that that part is kind of a pain, and it can be dangerous. You can burn your house down if you don't get too careful. But once you get that set up, yeah, the turkey fry part is quick. It takes, you know, somewhere between 35 minutes and, you know, if you got a huge turkey, maybe an hour, 45. It's quick. It's fast. It's delicious. But it's the setup and the teardown that, that is the main source of effort in frying a turkey. So, yeah, but you're right. You're right. So to the more fun part, the more challenging part. Let's talk about yeah, the, the talk nerdy about part, your part. The nerdy smoking. part. Okay, I love I love the nerdy part. So we're talking about smoking a turkey. Um, there's two ways you can start this process off. Um, and I, I'm not going to say that there's a third way. The third way would be leaving the turkey plain and putting it on the smoker. I would never, never advocate that. Uh, but there's two things that you can do. You can brine your turkey or you can inject the turkey. And uh, the, these are these are two fairly simple ways of getting your turkey prepped. If you're going to brine it, and I'll just touch on this briefly, if you're going to brine your turkey and you got a big one, you probably want to use a, cool, a cooler, like an igloo cooler or Yeti cooler. Yeah. And you want to make sure the turkey can kind of lounge around in the brine for a long period of time because you're probably not going to have room in your in your fridge for a giant pot and a giant turkey so i would say if you're going to brine the thing you want to get a cooler ready with some ice in there and get your brine now a brine is very simple it is a salty marinade that's the easiest way i can put it to make your brine you want to heat some water up uh, put some salt in there it's usually if you got a you know it's about i would say it's about a cup of salt for for every gallon so two cups of salt for two gallons of brine should should do the trick and then you put anything else in you want there you can put rosemary in there for herbal you can put thyme in there you can put sage in there you can go a barbecue route you can put some some rub in there along with the salt you can do whatever you want with a brine but the key is to have the salt in there uh, so once you get your brine ready you want to cool it off uh, you cook it for a little bit just to get those flavors out of the uh, the herbs and get the salt dissolved. But then after that, you want to put it in a cool bath of, of ice, cool it down, make sure the temperature is uh, is nice and cool for the turkey. Then you want to put that turkey in there, make sure it's submerged. Um, you can do it overnight. That's the best way to do it. And what a brine does is the salt, uh, it switches places with the liquid that's in the turkey, and it not only seasons the inside of the turkey, but it also creates a little bit of a different texture that a lot of people like. Um, and it's, it's just like a marinade kind of supercharged. So that's, that's the way to brine it. That's a great option. That'll give you good skin. That'll give you a nice texture. And that'll give you flavor all the way down to the bone if you want to brine it. But that is a large project. So if you don't want to do that, you can always go to your handy hardware store and get you an injector. Um, and that's another way to add flavor into the turkey. Because I don't know about you, but I like turkey. But at the end of the day, there's only so much kind of flavorless white meat I can deal with without <laughs> dunking it you know taking a shot of gravy after each bite um it's just you know it's just turkey right so i like to have flavor in it whether it's from a brine or from an injection the injection is simpler than a brine uh you can take the injection it usually comes with a little uh an injector which is basically like a syringe uh you take your uh, your injection of any flavor you like there's a lot of pre-made varieties on the market and you want to get it nice and and inside deep down into the turkey breast and you can you can inject it into the legs you can inject it into whatever you like the wings can you, you uh, can it. you od on injection i don't think you can okay. see I think, I think you want to put 
a bottle or a bottle and a half into this bird okay. and make sure it is nice and injected. I don't think you can overdo it because what that injection is going to give you is, is moisture. It's going to give you flavor. Wherever you inject it, it kind of, kind of creates this little pocket of flavor that's going to disperse into the meat. Um, so you want to do it all over. You want to, Like I say, the legs, the wings, but you want to really make sure you get that breast because the breast can be the one that can try to get dry. You want to get it all over the place, get that sucker injected. And once you've done one of those, we've kind of talked about cooking large pieces of meat, we've talked about cooking pork shoulder and brisket and how you want to cook them away from the fire or indirect. Um, turkey, you can cook a little bit hotter. You can cook it uh, about 300. I like to cook it around 300, 325. Uh, it's not the same type of meat as you would, as a, you know, ribs or, or brisket or pork shoulder. You don't need to cook it super low and super slow to make it tender it's poultry it's going to have that particular kind of uh, texture anyway so yeah if you want to cook at 300 325 you can you can go a little quicker than you would with a, another type of barbecue uh, or barbecue meat generally but once you get your turkey injected or brined you want to put him on the smoker just the way you would cook any other large piece of meat you want the coal and the wood away from the, the bird or if you've got a real smoker you want to put it just cook it like you would any other large piece of meat and get, uh, just crank the heat up a little bit. Um, I like to rub the outside of it with a little bit of oil or butter before I start the smoking process. That'll kind of get the skin to that consistency you'll like later, which we call bite through skin. It can be good. I also like to put some seasoning and some butter underneath the skin. Of course, anything you put on the outside of a turkey, it looks pretty and it'll smell good. But it's not going to get down to the meat. So you want to get your hands up under the skin, especially along the breast, with whatever seasoning you like. I like to put some rosemary under there. I like to put some sage under there, kind of those typical herbal Thanksgiving flavors. Just stick it under the skin. That way it makes direct contact during the cook. That gives you a lot of flavor on the outside of the bird. But uh, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. You can use whatever wood you like. Hickory is really good with turkey. That's kind of the go-to. Everybody likes hickory smoked turkey, but you can use any wood you want with poultry, peach, pecan, uh, oak, um, pretty much anything is going to do you right. And it's really the good thing about turkey, too, John, is it's really almost impossible to oversmoke a turkey uh, because you've got that skin layer is basically armor that will kind of dissipate a lot of the smoke. And most people pull the turkey skin off. So underneath there is just your meat. So it's very difficult very, very difficult to oversmoke a turkey. You can put a lot of smoke on a turkey, and then you're going to be okay. And how much time are we talking about to smoke? Yeah, so if we um, – depends on the poundage of the turkey, right? So uh, usually it's – if you're going to cook around 325, it's, uh, let's say, a 20-pound turkey, 325, 350, anywhere in that range. It should take you – you know, four or five hours for a 20 pounder. And that is a big bird. Uh, that is a large bird. You only have to cook turkey to 160. I like to cook it to about 165. Um, most turkeys these days have a little popper, a little uh, temperature popper that pops out of the breast whenever it's done. But I like to follow up as well with, with my own uh, temperature gauge just to make sure it's, it's done all over. There's nothing, nothing more disappointing than you got the family uh, gathered around the table and you pop open a, uh, uh, a raw turkey or still trying to gobble at you. You don't want to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, about 160, 165 is all you need to cook poultry to. But if you're going to stick your own thermometer down in there, make sure you get down close to the bone, especially in the breast. That'll give you an accurate reading. Uh, but, yeah, 20-pound turkey, 325, 350 should take you four and a half, five hours. 
And Matt, I heard you mention, I don't mean to sound sexist here on the show, but I mer- you just mentioned you might have been, just, just by habit, calling the turkey that you were cooking a male. Uh, is there any difference between a male and female turkey in the taste? Well, or do shoot. You, do you, you know. Do you even know? And I'm only asking this because isn't there know. a difference in deer meat between a male and a doe? A buck yeah, there's, there, there's a little bit. Uh, there's, you're right. There's a little bit on the venison side. As far as the turkey go, what I want to say is they're all. I want to say they're female, but otherwise we'd be having a hokey and dressing, right? <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm not totally up myself, but I, I figured you would be. And if you're not, that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, but I've never thought about. Uh, never thought about eating hokies, but uh, I guess. I guess that may be the case. I'll have to look into that as well. Yeah. Well, you heard you say it was a guy, but you might have just, you know. Just, yeah, I'm probably just, yeah, it's probably just uh, my old-fashioned way of being. Just another of example of the guys getting off easy. In that case, right. with the turkeys. <laughs> you know, we guys, we don't do anything. No. And we no. certainly don't sacrifice our lives when it comes to turkeys, it sounds like. Matt Herman's Barrister, have, have a very good Thanksgiving. We appreciate the great info that you bring to our show each and every week. We're very thankful for that. And you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. You too, John. I, I wish everybody out there listening the same thing. All right. Matt Herman's Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And a reminder, tomorrow will be our final show for this holiday week. We'll be off on Thursday and Friday eating lots of female turkey. Yeah, yeah. All right, until tomorrow's show, you have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L. Works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Black Friday starts now. Get 60% off everything and 50% off clearance styles at Gap Factory. Plus, don't miss logo favorites from $9.99 and sweaters from $14.99. Save big at Gap Factory. And at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 60% off everything, including clearance. Stock up on cozy sweaters from $19.99 and outerwear from $39.99. Black Friday deals start now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Search our store locator for your nearest Gap Factory and Banana Republic Factory store or shop us online. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. 
Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.